In today's episode, we're talking about money and women and feminine energy. Why is it important? Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is feminine energy and why that's, you know, how that's entangled with money and how money can help you to be more feminine or how you can have more money being feminine. Okay. Now, at the outset, I want to explain that my mission when I first started doing money mindset work with people, especially women, was to empower women to stop them from being subject to financial abuse. One of the things that happened with me in my personal life, if you if you guys are familiar with my story, that my second husband really financially abused me. He actually held almost a financial gun to my life, my head and said, if I didn't accept his second girl, you know, his girlfriend to be his second wife, then, you know, he, cause he didn't want me to leave him. You know, he wouldn't, he literally, you know, wouldn't give me any money. And he, and he was true to that. He didn't give me a penny. And it was, I literally went from having my kids in private school and nice cars and everything else to literally penniless because I had nothing. And because I filed for divorce, my, I was, my properties were locked away and I literally became very, very poor overnight. And I realized at that moment that I'd given my financial independence away somewhere along the along the lines of marriage because I had viewed financial uh, you know independence too I, I held it too close to my heart and I valued it too much during my first marriage and I completely went the other, the other way the other extreme in doing my second marriage and I'm going to talk a bit about that today to explain you know what happened and how you need to have a balance between the two. So in my first marriage, my because I was a banking finance lawyer and my my first husband was a criminal lawyer, he he didn't want to work as such. He didn't, he didn't fancy working anymore. He and he wanted to you know stay. He said, "I want to stay home. I want to do something else. I want to start a business, whatever else." And I said, "That's perfectly fine." So he wasn't looking to to be you know be my protector, my provider, really. And I, being the feminist that I was at the time, I grew. I want to put a backside in back. Um, put this into perspective. I grew up in nineties. I'm an eighties child, and I grew up in the nineties. And in the nineties, there was a big feminist movement that a woman can do anything the man can do, and how we are the same. Not that we're equal. We are the same. And I can do everything the man can do, and I want to have the exact same rights a man have, and etc. So when my ex-husband my first husband wanted to become a stay-at-home uh, uh, husband I had absolutely no qualms about it I thought that was absolutely fine there's absolutely nothing wrong with it you know that's very liberal and very forward thinking and so forth and why not I didn't know at that time that someone who had arranged marriage because keep in mind I had arranged marriage completely arranged marriage with this individual he and I had met I think two or three times had spoken on the phone a few times and that's the extent of our interaction before we were actually married so someone who 
has an arranged marriage and has comes from that sort of thinking is not going to be as liberal to allow his wife to earn and may the, be the breadwinner and still be comfortable and be okay with it. So that resulted in him becoming abusive towards me and highly, highly abusive and, you know, trying to control me and our money. And he dictated where the money was spent and how it was spent and what property was going to buy and what we were going to do. And it was only in my hand because he didn't want to take the financial responsibility for anything. The credit cards were in my name, which he spent. And the car was in my name. Um, and and not because I didn't want him to do it. He just didn't want to have anything in my name. He just In his name, everything was in my name. Um, all the all the mortgages were under my name because I was I was the one earning, so it was under my name. And he he assumed because he was my husband, he had uh, the right to half the property anyway. Which under you um, English law, he, he was he was right. He just didn't have the financial responsibility for anything. Anyhow, uh, that was the third the first marriage, and I I in my head thought that that's the wrong thing to do. That you know that was maybe my fault or that was my downfall. I allowed myself to you know, emasculate my, you know, uh, this man. And I, you know, I somehow took his manhood away or his masculine energy away. And maybe that's what triggered this, this marriage to go down this path and so forth. I don't know. Various things went through my head. So that was, uh, that was one extreme. Now, the second extreme was my second husband. He actually want, didn't want me to work. His, his condition after a couple of years of our marriage was a year after our marriage was when he started his business started picking up he said his condition was he didn't want me to work he wanted me not to go out and work he could do whatever I wanted at home around kids but he wanted me to focus on children and at home and he wanted to be the he goes I'll, I'll pay for everything you need uh, just you know just stay at home now I I didn't make my needs too much you know whatever he earned I, I made my ends meet within that period and his income did increase and we did pretty well but I went from one extreme to the other where I became fully financial de- financially dependent on my second husband. And what I found was as his business increased, as the amount of money he was making you know, increased, his abuse towards me also increased. He began to, and then, when I look back at hindsight now, it started pretty early on, demeaning me, devaluing, my, you know, devaluing me, insulting me, making fun of me, making me feel fat and ugly, was pretty much norm right from the beginning, from the get-go. And it was done as a, as a joke initially, just like, you know, just laughing and making fun of me and just joking. It wasn't um, like, I'm not doing it seriously. I'm just laughing. I'm just having a joke. You can't take a joke. That kind of, you know, there's a lot of gaslighting. Now I know it's need to be gaslighting. At that time, I didn't know. So it was a lot of gaslighting and that kind of behavior there. However, he, he made sure that he took everything away in terms of the way I could be financially independent. So... I wasn't allowed to go out far. I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. And, I, and because the the children's was, and then obviously my second, my second child came into being and then I had my second baby, I was fully immersed in the household duties and I had no, and I had no help. So I had no way of doing anything else apart from these two kids. And then he made sure that he constantly told me that I was fully depend on him. So the financial abuse and mental abuse had started early on and it just escalated. So I went from one extreme where I was abused because I wasn't the main provider to being emotionally, verbally and financially abused from being financially dependent on my second husband. So I've I've literally done two two extremes, both extremes, okay? (laughs) I had to learn the hard way. So I don't advocate either. Okay. None of these scenarios was the right situation. And I want you to have a balance. Now I'm speaking to both men and women here. Okay. Now 
I am of the old thinking. I'm, you know, I may offend a few of you and I apologize if I do. I believe that the men and women do have this, their, their, their respective roles. Men are the providers and the protectors and women are the nurturers. Okay. And they are the receivers and they are the, the carers. So those are the roles. Now, does that mean the women should not have a career and should not have a um, financial life? No. Does that mean that, um, you know, that the, the men cannot support in the household? No. But we, when we deviate from the traditional roles, that's when we, de- you know, the society starts to deform and we have all these issues that are coming up in the, in the societies anyway. So I, I'm being very honest and truthful here. This is, this is my life experience and I'm, I'm relaying to you. What I found was that I, and I was talking about this to a, a few friends that I was talking to today. My conclusion has come to me that you need to build a healthy relationship with money, okay? Men and women both. So both men and women have to build a healthy relationship with money. And women more so, you need to be absolutely financially independent at the point when you start to have a family. So you need to have investments. You need to have some kind of, so you need to be educated for starters. You, you, education is very important. This is for everyone, hands down, okay? But when you decide to have a family, I don't believe in nannies. I don't believe in, you know, putting children and in, in, in child care for a long period. Yes, you can put it in for, you know, for, for mornings and evenings in the nursery. If you don't have anybody to support your home, there's not, there's no harm in, you know, putting children into nurseries or something for, for, to have a little break. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I'm not here condemning people for having nannies or, 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 um, or uh, nurseries. I, I did it myself. It's not, that's not what I'm about. What I, about, what I'm against is when both mother and father go out and work and the children are, in, ch- in childcare for like 50, 60 hours a week. That is what I what I don't believe in. I, I think children need to be nurtured and they be, need to be nurtured by their mothers. Now, why am I talking about this in relation to money? Here's why. Before, you, and by the way, women are happier. My experience from talking to a number of women, and these are educated, by the way, women, educated, career-oriented women. We have this innate, most of us, not everyone, and if, it, if it's not, this is not relevant to you, that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. There's no judgment here. There's, everyone's to the run. But vast majority of the women that I know, that I've spoken to, that are, we've interacted with, and these are highly intelligent, you know, they've gone to universities and to really amazing universities and got careers and whatever else. There comes a point when you want to take a break from that career and just want to focus on your children when you have the family. One of the decisions I made was to leave my legal career and have a family. Now, whatever reason happened and how things happened, it's it's circumstantial it's just not important i do not regret that time that i spent with my kids and even now my my whole life choice and my career choice has been because i want to be around my children i want to be around my, the home um, i want to be able to pick them up from school and you know pick them up from school uh, or drop them from school and pick them up from school be there if i need to go to you know sports day or doctor's appointment whatever i my life my work revolves around my children that's how it is my children don't fit into my life my life fits around my children and i like that my kids have always seen me growing up. They're always no mum's here, mum's in her office now, but she's around. God forbid they need me, I'm here. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. 
you need to have this time away when you're able to have a family. Now, how do you do that? And this is something not I'm, I'm telling you that I'm teaching to my daughter, my teenage daughter, who's now 15, mashallah, going to 16 next month. And I'm advocating this to her, right? She's a very, very bright girl. She wants to go to Cambridge to do law. That's, that, mashallah, that's that's her, her choice, whether she gets there or no, who knows? Uh, that's in her kismet. But that's her ambition. She wants to do that. And obviously she wants to go on to become um, a corporate lawyer like me. Now, nothing over here stop and and I would not stop her from doing that I think I'm, I'm encouraging her to do that but I made it very very clear there's going to come a time when she's going to take a break from her career when she's going to have a family but when she has a break when to have a family she needs to be financially secure right and this idea that you can be financially secure because of your partner because your husband yes to a certain extent it is true that you should so your partner should be able to provide for you a man should be able to provide for his family his wife and his kids but do not rely on that. And Islam, te- this is something that Islam teaches. Islam teaches women that they have their own money. It's a fascinating topic that I, all I ever hear from people is how Islam devalues women's rights and how Islam has, you know, um, subjugated women to, uh, you know, low morals and has 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 impacted them in, in negatively. And I, for the life of me, cannot work out why people have such, you know, derogative ideas about Islam. That's not the case. 1400 years ago, women in Islam were allowed to have their own property, were allowed to have their own money. And they've been, you know, taught to be able to exercise that right. There are, you know, their money is their money and the husband's money is their money because the husband has to spend on his wife. The husband has to spend on his mom. The husband has to spend, um, if he's uh, got an unmarried sister, to spend on the sister. Whereas the woman, have their own money and they get to keep it and they get to exercise the rights of it. They can give it away, they can spend it, they can do whatever they want with it. But the husband cannot look on on the on the on the woman's money. The the son cannot look at his mum's money. And the brother cannot look at his sister's money, right? If she's unmarried. So this is why it's it's a it's a it's a topic that came to my mind. And I realized how beautifully this was, you know, sort of shown to us, to the society 1400 years ago. The women should have their own money. And yes, when they are married, the husband is responsible. The husband looks after them. The husband is provides for them. And, you know, they they have they build a home together. But the woman is always independent because she has her money and she's able to keep it safe and secure with her means. She doesn't have to give it to anyone. And she that's her security. And that includes her dowry and that includes her inheritance that she gets from her dad. Right. So there's this is what we need to sort of show to this to this world in this day and age. Women need to understand that you need to exercise your your rights of you know to be able to be financially independent. So when you are taking a career break, make sure you've invested. So this is why it's so important when you start working, put a certain amount of weight and start investing. And I mean, we, there's so many things available nowadays. Educate yourself financially. You know, get some financial education behind you. Know how to invest. I mean, we can in in UK. I don't know about other parts of the world, but in UK we have such things as ISAs. If you put a thousand pounds a month or even 500 pounds a month from the point of your, you know, um, when you start earning, which could be when you're 21, 22. And, you know, and you make sure that the certain amount of money that you always have that, that goes into this ISA and if you put it into an index, you know, index, um, index fund and which gives you about 16% ROI and, you know, average ROI a, a year. By the time you retire, you would have milled, you know, a couple of million in that account anyway. Right. And if you take a career break, 
make sure that you have some kind of income coming. That could be through writing a book. It could be through starting a blog. It could be through having some, 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 some small side hustle, something small. But you, what you never want to be doing is never have money. Right. So it could be the fact that if you take a career break to have a family, then you have an understanding with your partner. This is something else that in Islam, the man needs to give the woman a pocket money. So not only does he give her money to look after the house, he's supposed to he's supposed to give her money, a certain amount of money to spend on herself and do what she wants. Right. If you have the understanding with your partner, that's great. If you don't, then you need to find ways that you even when you are taking that break, and you are um, you're having the family and you're having the time and you're you know, giving birth and you're having children and you're nurturing these children, you still have money that you are investing in certain ways. Now, men, you are responsible for being the providers. You need to be responsible financially, just not for now, but for the future as well. So again, you need to educate yourself. First, build a healthy relationship with money. Two, make sure that if for in order for her to go into her feminine energy, you have to step into your masculine energy. This is super, super, super important. And I I wish I could talk more about this, okay? In this day and age, you know, men are stepping out of their masculine energy and going becoming more feminine, and women are stepping into the masculine energy and becoming less feminine. And that's just turning everything upside down. Things don't work that way. Women need to stay in their feminine energy and men need to stay in their masculine energy. And that's where the polarity is. And that's how things work, right? So you men are the providers. In order for you to, in order for the woman to stay in her feminine energy, you need to be the protectors. You need to be the providers. So you need to make sure that you educate yourself. You first change your relationship and dynamic with money and then make sure that you are making enough and doing the work and whatever else. And you are investing for the future. So you can be investing in, you know, stocks and shares or in businesses or whatever else. So make sure that you make sure that financially that your wife, your partner is taken care of when she is having your babies. Keep in mind, if you both decide to have children together, it's not her responsibility to be financially you know, worried about this and that. You both need to make the decision to have the children. Then you need to be able to provide for her during her time when she's, you know, she's um, having the baby. I remember Ifan did not want me to work in my, you know, when when I had Ayan. But at the same time, the amount of insults that man gave, the kind of life he made me live, you know, I, 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 if I spent, I couldn't, I was afraid of spending money on myself because, you know, it was either the choice was between Myra's private school or having, um, you know, or or being able to spend, you know, have a luxury lifestyle. At that time, the, the private school wasn't that much. It was only like I think about a thousand a month or something. Um, and I remember that I would cut down on other expenses and, and go and skimp on things and not wear, you know, not buy things for myself and save up to make sure that the, 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 the private fees were paid. Now, looking back, there was something, so many things wrong with that relationship. It's just, you know, <laughs> there's another conversation for another time. But I know one of these things that, I, that was wrong was I wasn't financially independent. I gave up that independence and then I left myself open to abuse. This is the exact reason why women in Islam are taught to be responsible for their money, to learn about money, to be able to invest money, to be able to deal with money independently. They can get advice from their mares, they can get advice from their husbands, their fathers and brothers, but they are taught to you know, be responsible for their money. And this is the thing, thing one thing I'm, to, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you guys, learn about your money, okay? Both men and women. 
and women, in order for you to become the true embodiment of, of, of this feminine energy that you are, you need to make sure that you are safe and secure in your finances. So educate yourself about money, educate yourself about the way you can develop and grow your money through investments and other things. And make sure that when you take a career break, and I do recommend women that you should when you are having babies, because that's the time that you need to give concentrate on yourself and not be stressed about working. I'm going to give an example here. Somebody shared this with me that, you know, another lawyer, that when she had a baby, the baby is six weeks old, and she's reading a, de- a deposition because was, she was in a tight deadline. She's reading a deposition, was trying to put the baby to sleep, and she's walking up and down and reading the, de- 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 the deposition out loud, trying to soothe the baby with the words on the deposition. Like, come on, right? You know, that's not the kind of stress you want to put on yourself. You want to be able to have that relaxed environment, reading these stories and poems to a baby and yourself, and being able to be in a, in a relaxed state so that you are calm, and that, that relaxed, calm energy can be passed on to the baby right? You are here to nurture and care for the next generation. That's your primary role for a certain period of time. And then of course, you can go and do whatever else you want to do. No one's stopping you from doing that. But there's tons of time when you need to be a nurturer, you need to be a carer. And men, there's a time when you need to be the provider and protector of your family. I hope I haven't offended anyone, but this is the God honest truth from my point of view, and I hope it makes sense. And therefore, both men and women, you need to educate yourself about money and be able to have the your right relationship with money and the right understanding of money at certain periods of your time. I'm speaking to the younger generation at the moment. If you are someone who's you know who's had children who's flown the nest. It's now, to, and you are a female. Then it's time to step into your power again. It's now to step into, you know, you can you can make as much money as or as little money as you want, but first of all, change your relation money, and don't forget you're a woman. Enjoy being feminine. Enjoy receiving money. And men, I don't care if you're t- 30, 40, 50, 60, or hundred. If you're a man, you're the provider. You're the protector. Step into your masculine energy because that's what makes you who you are. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, which is slightly different. Um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed talking to you about it. I will be back another uh, another episode. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com and if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop and if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money then go and get my book Laws of Money from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.